Welcome back to another episode of Jamie D and Big Newt. I'm Jamie D'Amico. He is Big Chris Newton. We come at you every week during the season talking all things Buffalo Bills, but here we are, Newt, and I'm feeling like I've just got this feeling that you're gearing up to sing us a song. Is it possible that you've got some boys to men on your mind? Mm. What, end of the road? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> to the end of the road, and I can't let go. It's unnatural. Anyway. You belong to me. Yeah, I know, man. That's horrible. And that was totally impromptu, too. I just want to let y'all know that. So, <laughs> Yeah, well. Well, thank you for diving in, man. Yes. So. It is the day after we're recording two days before our typical release and going through the phases of a playoff loss here. Um, I am squarely in the morning phase of it all. And my wife has been in meetings all day long and everybody is everybody she's in meetings with at work is basically doing a wellness check on me. Right. I hear her in the background talking about uh, about the game. Nah, he's okay. He's disappointed. He's all right. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I got that at work today, too. But I'll tell you somebody who ain't all right, and that's Jalen Newton, man. I He didn't want to go to school today, and I understand. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> I was there. I mean, he wasn't crying, but it was, you know, and once again, my son ain't really a guy to squirt tears. But, yeah, it's, it's hard, man. It's hard. It is. It sucks for all of us. Um, and, you know, the the thing that is actually surprising to me about how disappointed I am in the, the season ending is that I didn't expect the Bills to win. Right. You hit deep it on down, the head. You hit I it on didn't, the head. Deep down, I didn't expect them to win. I didn't think that they could do a good enough job stopping the Kansas City offense but the Bills did what the Bills do, and through smoke and mirrors, they made a game of it, and they gritted it out. And overall, I thought that was an excellent performance by the Bills, considering what they were dealing with. Man, you're so eloquent, man. i tell you that. Um, I'm going to say this because I haven't heard it. and That game went exactly how McDermott wanted it to go. Yes, that is that is what they scripted. We went out there and and we executed the game plan outside of, I'm sure, missing a kick. Sure. Right? But once again, let's be honest, y'all. And once again, if you one of the fans and I keep saying this, if you one of those fans who rose color, oh, don't talk about my bills and all that. Just I mean, I love all our fans. I love the interaction, but that's not what you're going to get here. We're going to give it to you raw and uncut. And some people don't like raw and uncut. I get it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but that's the way they wanted the game to go. Mm-hmm. We ran the ball, and we ran effectively the first uh, the first half. It was what, first three quarters, really. Yeah, it was like almost six yards of carry, but then they made adjustments and they shut it down, right? Mm-hmm. And you you had the last. I mean, it felt like the whole time whoever has the ball last was going to score. And God yeah. bless Poyer, man. Was that Poyer? Poyer to punch the ball out on the goal line, made a big play. That big was huge. Play. You know what I'm saying? And, and it was, and I think there was a degree of luck there because I didn't think there was enough evidence to overturn it. I well, I guess once again, I'm looking at it through blue and rose colored glasses, but yeah, I, I felt like it was a fumble. And my thing is, dude, the way the game was going, you had to get that to us. You had yeah, that was such a great play. Just do it for theater, even if you didn't think that that was yeah. But um, I feel like, and this might not be, and I know you. I'm, well, I don't want to get into stuff that you. I'm sure you know you got a script to too. But one thing I thought we we fought hard, right? But one thing I, everybody thought Josh Allen played well. I I didn't think that. I thought Josh Allen was okay, but. That isn't necessarily his fault. Once again, I think that was the script. 17 passes of his complete. He threw the ball almost 40 times. Mm-hmm. 17 of his completions was behind the line of scrimmage. We didn't push the ball down the field. 
push the ball down the field. And one of them was going to be memorable is the uh, Diggs drop, which should have right. been caught. And the other one what was the other one. Trent Sherfield. Was it Sherfield? Yep. That was a Sherfield. But the Sherfield, when he was getting grabbed, I mean, yeah, the ball hit him in his shoulder pad, but he was getting held. Yes, so he was on that one, but there was yeah. one later in the game where it went off of his hands and he just couldn't squeeze hand. it. Right, he couldn't squeeze it in. You're right. I, I'm. You're right. But I'm talking about the one where he was getting held. That was earlier, though. And yeah, that was a drop. Zone. Not on. That was nobody's fault. Yeah, and so Josh Allen, we we had drops. We didn't push the ball down the field, but I think Joe Brady was like he going to it. McDermott going into it like we don't. We can't have any turnovers. And we've been talking about that all year. The only way you have that type of game plan is when you're telling that man, do not turn the ball over, which we didn't. And we were right there to the end. And that's why I think that's why McDermott's like, all right, I'm cool with it. I'm cool well, with this. this is, we executed it. And it was a good game. The other thing was the Bills wanted to keep the clock moving. Yes. Knowing how banged up they were on defense, they did yes. not want to give the Chiefs any extra touches. So right. that had a big influence on why you saw so many throws behind the line of scrimmage yes they did not want that clock to stop and they did a good job of it they did a great job it was a good game plan yeah and if you had just a couple more plays that came to fruition you know sometimes drops happen it sucks but it happens and sometimes the ball doesn't bounce your way like there was one time that the chiefs fumbled and it looked like the Bills were about to recover it, and it just kind of made a weird roll because of the shape of the ball, and it ended up being recovered by Casey. Uh, right. You know, it's just, it sucks, but these are two very evenly matched teams, and that's how they played. Right. And the defense was terrible, <laughs> as we yes. sort of expected it would be. Uh, you had Rasul Douglas out there. Clearly not 100%. He, yeah, Dane he's Jackson. Hobbled. He's hobbled. Dane Jackson proved why he's a backup. Uh, you know, uh, A.J. Klein, he can't run, but Dorian Williams isn't trusted by the coaching staff, so they wouldn't put him in. So, and your, and, and your defensive line was just beat by a better offensive line. And here's something I would like to get to. That, can I speak on that? Yeah, real go quick? ahead. Yes, that's probably the, that's probably the most disappointing part of the game. I would agree. Our D line. I would expect a lot more out of our D line. Who I mean, once again, uh, Von Miller, and and that's one of the positive things for the, at least Von Miller. Heard it, we heard his name over the uh, loudspeaker. He had mm -hmm. a couple tackles, but I, I mean the fact that we couldn't keep pressure. On Mahomes, that was very disappointing. Mm -hmm. And it's once again being from a unit with no injuries, you know. But Kansas City has a good offensive line. So, and with that on the uh, adverse side, I feel like our whole line played great. Amazing! It was yeah. the single best game they had all year. Yes, and I didn't. And that's something you're telling me. I'm just talking about watching the game. I didn't look at any stats or anything, but just the eyeball test. I think our O line played a great game. Once again, especially the first three quarters, like you pointed out. I mean, we were out physicaling them up at the point of the attack, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And the only time you really saw guys get beat because I, I felt like Josh Allen had all day to throw the ball on most of his passes. Seemed like it. You know what I'm saying? Except the crucial one. Uh, fourth quarter, right before the uh, right before the uh, field goal, yep. where I think he went for uh, was it was it Khalil Shakir? It was and Shakir. He, yeah, in the end zone, he just hit him. But I think that was Morris getting back. So his man walked him back into uh, Josh Allen's lap, so he didn't have a clear line of vision. So uh, that was Deion Dawkins who got Dawkins. pushed back by yeah by Chris Jones. Uh, okay. He came around on a stunt and. You know, I, I think Josh Allen had to throw that ball about a half second before he wanted to, and right. he got and his player got pushed back into him right. while he was letting go of that ball. That that was a touchdown pass. Yeah. If Dawkins doesn't get pushed into Josh Allen, Josh Allen, that's a touchdown. Right now, Tony right. Romo said, 
Oh, but he missed Stefan right. Diggs. Okay, yes, Diggs was open, and so was. was Shakir. The difference being where Diggs was cutting across the field, Allen would have had a turn and thrown that directly into Chris Jones. Jones would have just put his arm up and batted the ball down. I mean, that's right. that, that's just... Like, he couldn't have got... I don't believe he could have gotten the ball there. So that and gets... That's fair. And that, he also and uh he also said that Josh Allen was getting hit, and I was like, he's not getting hit. Like, yeah, the man got walked back into his face, but he wasn't getting hit. So No, he yeah. got bumped, not hit. Yeah. I, I think it was enough. Mm-hmm. I think it was enough to throw it off just enough. Just just a little bit. But uh, but more than anything, it was the timing. I think Josh Allen wanted just one more beat before he let go of that ball, but had somebody on him, had to let it go. Right. And then yep. it wasn't as accurate as you would like. As you want it, yeah. So this leads me to something, and I'm wondering if I'm sounding like an apologist uh, up to this point, but here's something that's really been stuck in my craw, and I feel like I absolutely need to say this. Okay. Because the Bills lost that game, does not mean we need to come out with pitchforks and find someone to blame and start screaming about how we need to get rid of this person and that person and that person. For example, Stefan Diggs did not have a great game, but also the coverage on him was incredible. Now, maybe you can say Diggs wasn't getting open, but that wasn't the reason the Bills lost. People are saying like crazy. Time to get rid of Tyler Bass. Tyler Bass had one bad game against Pittsburgh and missed one kick in this game. He was shaky the whole game. That's not a reason to get rid of your kicker who all year long fans were saying looked like an all-pro. Mm-hmm. People are saying you've got to get rid of Sean, Dur- Sean McDermott now. Why? I know the defense played terribly, but they're playing with fourth-string linebackers and players that had been injured and still didn't look like themselves. Well, I'm going to tell you why, okay? And you don't sound like an apologist. You and I are lockstep with this. I mean, whenever you talk about getting rid of the coach, the first thing I'm going to ask you is who you're going to go get, right? Yeah. I understand people saying get rid of them for the simple fact. I mean, I don't. we don't lend to that fact or that opinion, but I understand people feeling that way today because now it's, we can't get past the Chiefs when it matters. Mm-hmm. People feel like Andy Reid is Andy Reid's going to be a Hall of Fame coach. Yes, he's outclassing our coach. So is one, and I was going to get to this later. We can talk about it now. This is great. Yeah, let's right? do it. So you could you got two choices. You could hold serve, and then keep going, and maybe we'll luck up and get one. It happened in Denver. It happened in Denver. Denver, uh, uh, John Elway lost early Super Bowl early on, and he won them on the tail end in his career. Yes. Or you could blow it up and hope we get better, right? Th- and that has mixed that has mixed results. Sometimes you can get you think you're getting better, you're getting worse. Mm-hmm. But you change, and I agree with you. Change for the sake of change does not necessarily improve you. But I don't know if this is for the sake of changing at this point. I'm not going to, because I don't want to fire McDermott. Understand that. But I, but on the other side, the people who say it, their first argument should be, well, if it wasn't going to be this year, when will it be? See, and so I understand that. And, and people are going to say that right now. Um, you know, I get it. People are in the heat of the moment, whatever. But then some people were saying that, you know, when we was going through our rough spots, right, of, during the season. So I understand it. And, I, it, it's, you know. It's fair. It's fair. If you want to win, because you got to realize something. Although I think we should stand pat and hopefully we win one. You got to understand, not everybody, you can have a Hall of Fame quarterback and Josh Allen, as long as he keep playing at this level for maybe four or five, he will be a Hall of Fame quarterback, right? Yeah. And every Hall of Fame quarterback has not won a Super Bowl. Those right. things are independent. 
and you don't have to be a, a super. Uh, you don't have to be a Hall of Fame quarterback to win a Super Bowl. A couple of them have not. Right. And there's Hall of Fame quarterbacks who have not won a Super Bowl. So do you think he can grow? What you have to ask yourself is can McDermott grow and get better? Can Bean draft better? Right? Can we get up from under these bad contracts? We have a cut. We're gonna and we're gonna talk about all this during the offseason too. Um, but it's that's why I love football. It's not just a team sport, it's an organization sport. It's so many mm-hmm. moving pieces. It's not the NBA. If you get a great player, you're probably going to win a championship in the NBA. Yes. If you got a great GM that could put two or three guys together, or if he dropped, you could win a championship. Just one or two guys, right? NFL is totally different. It's so many moving parts. You have a quarterback, but just because you got a quarterback don't mean you're going to win, right? And right. like Lamar Jackson is going to win another MVP, and his stats ain't nowhere near Josh Allen's. Right. But he's winning. That why? Because he got a great defense. He got a great GM. He has, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like everything's working around him. He has a great coach. So it's I, once again, I echo this all the time. It's situational. So you gotta ask yourself, is this the best situation we can? I mean, and then you gotta look at your owner. Is Pagula gonna be the type of person that's gonna fire McDermott? Probably not. No. I mean, he's as long as I mean, everybody say they want to win. But winning ain't number one for everything. So that leads, and I know I'm going to rant, but please forgive me. This leads to the next thing. Trust me, y'all, and I say this at this time every year. Trust me. Bills Mafia, you care today a lot more than the people in that building. Mm -hmm. And I can attest to it because, once again, I've been around NBA players. I've been around NFL players, right? Just and you're not blowing Facebook. smoke here. This just, this isn't this isn't Facebook. Newt saying <laughs> this isn't Newt saying like name dropping here. These no, are like Newt's friends. No, I'm not, and I won't name drop because that's that they don't pay me enough to do that. But my point <laughs> is, look at my Facebook. Okay, I mean, trust me, you all are way more upset, like fans up in the stands crying and stuff, and I get it. But and I started to post this picture too. I, I sent it to you. It was a picture yeah. of uh, it was a picture of Chris Jones and Dawkins, and Dawkins walking up the tunnel, all laughing and giddy with Chris Jones after the game. Which another thing you talk about things you hate. I hate the fact that in Highmark Stadium, the both the teams go through the same tunnel. That's weird to me. Oh, yeah. they, one team needs to go one way, the other team needs to go other way. I don't like all that chumming and stuff, right? But our illustrious leader, Greg, the president of the Bills back, was like, well, Newt, everybody take losers. And I'm like, you know what? You're 100% right. But I know if I was a person who spent all that money going up there, if I was a person that was shoveling all that snow up there, breaking my back to do for the organization, once again, shout out to Bills Mafia, 400 people in there shoveling out that snow. That stadium looked pristine. I didn't see a drop of snow there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So shout out to Bills Mafia for rallying and doing your part. But if I would have drove my big butt up there, spent all that money on the ticket, and then I'm up here dejected, my, consoling my son, and I see Deion Dawkins walking and laughing with Chris Jones, that's going to get me heated. So, mm. I mean, but everybody don't feel that way. But I took losing I took losing personally when I played. But once again, I wasn't getting paid millions. We talk about it all the time. This is these people's jobs. So think about how much you care about your job. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> when I when I gone one last thing. When I managed the Walgreens right on Sunday when the news ad came out, it was people lined up outside waiting to get them deals. And I'm like, why would y'all cause to these old people in O'Fallon, Illinois, that was the thing of the week for them. Getting up, getting there, getting the ad stuff on Sunday morning. I could care less about that stuff. That's how this is. <laughs> That's how this is. Trust me. Today, our days was probably a lot rougher than theirs are. Not saying that they don't care, okay? But I'm sure, I can guarantee you, we care more than they do. I would say that you don't know, and this is in regard to Deion Dawkins, you don't know how po- how people process emotion, different things. And some people need to take time to to process. 
Now, I was at my grandmother's funeral. Loved my grandmother. Yes. And I started laughing a couple of different times. Right. And I said to my cousin, I better not do that. Somebody's going to get offended. And yes. he said, nobody should judge what you're feeling right now. It's your right to do what you're doing. If this is what you have to do to cope with a difficult moment, it's okay. And I was like, oh, he's very understanding of the fact that he, he knows I'm upset. But this is how I'm putting one foot in front of the other. You can't say that that's not what Dion was going through. But at the same time, I'm with you. And I'm glad people... you brought... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was no, just no, going to say, pe people need to understand what you have been saying. They don't care as much as we do. And it's just a reality of it. It doesn't take anything away for me. I'm still going to root for my team just as hard. But, right. you know, you have to keep things in perspective here which in the in that perspective is well um i shouldn't cry about it if they're not going to cry about it okay i was gonna bring up the funeral thing it's so funny i was gonna bring up that analogy but i didn't want a damper damper on top of damper right i okay. have 1000 agree i 1000 percent agree with you but the only difference is you had the wherewithal to understand you read the room like somebody might take it this way, so maybe I shouldn't do it. Oh, yeah, okay. So that's the difference. So yeah. it's optics, right? Like optics. with me. Yeah. Like with me. Yeah. I was class president, homecoming kid. I have a lot of women that are my friends, right? But I'm always conscious of how I treat these women in front of my wife because I respect my wife. Sure. Right? So Although my wife knows all the people she understands, a lot of people call me and, and confide in me and all that. I'm a lot of things to a lot of people, but I respect my wife, right? Because of it. Mm -hmm. So now Deion Dawkins, like, don't, and they cut it to you. It was quick. I had to rewind it back. I was like, I know this dude ain't walking and laughing with Chris Jones. And they hurry up and cut it, right? You got to huh. have a wherewithal of knowing how much we care. Like, to me, Man, like, like, and once again, it wasn't me. What is it to me? I'm sitting in my nice warm living room. We had we a uh, boom boom room. We had wings, the wings that, from Publix that you had when mm, you came to my house. Them damn, I love those. Wings, them suckling wings, right? And so I'm cool, right? But I just think about that dude, man. They so crying. I saw a dude on Twitter that got Super Bowl champs, 2024. He all upset. So. Once again, I guess I'm big on Bill's Mafia. Like, and, and to me, that's the least you can do. Don't do that. If, even if you don't care, act like you care. Okay. People are spending so much money and going through so much and care so much. That's what I'm saying. So right. you try to have the all and read the room enough and care enough that if you don't care, then, and so that's a perfect analogy with the funeral. Like mm -hmm. you process things different, but understand that people might not want to hear people laughing at a funeral. It might not be yep. appropriate. You just got to kind of read the room because I've been there too. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? People handle grief differently, but I'm going to respect like, you know, I'm going to respect the family or whoever who might feel differently. Mm -hmm. You know, that's all. So, I mean, it, it wasn't upsetting, but I'm just like, man, I looked at it like, and that's why I at least go back with like, new to you mad? And I'm like, no, I ain't mad. I've been through this too much to get mad at this point. I've seen this movie a million. I mean, we've been Bills fans. I've been a Bills fan for 35 years, right. 30, 36 years. I've seen it all. You know, it upsets me that my son's upset, but he has to learn. He has to learn to do it. He can't control it. This dude, I told him, Jalen plays basketball for his middle school. He plays football. He's a pretty good player. He cares more about Buffalo losing than he losing his own game. I think that's incredible. That should be very <laughs> telling, though. That, that should incredible. be very telling because he can shake it off when his team loses. He cares more about the Bills. If he could trade him winning a championship in his life, him winning a championship, or the Bills winning the Super Bowl, he would say Bills. Ah. 
And so that just shows you how much invested he is, you know, where mm-hmm. I've seen it. I mean, and, and also we look at it more realistically. And, and dude, I've morphed into this. You, when I first met you, I was Jalen. I took it hard. Hey, you, you sure you, did. You and Nicole, you talked to me at the bar after the games. I mean, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be crying, but I'll be in a drunken stupor, miserable, you know. So now I've evolved <laughs> into this, where I'm, where you are. Because I remember I used to look at y'all, Bob and you and all y'all. And I'm like these dudes just. I used to be thinking to myself, y'all don't care. Y'all don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we talk about this all the time at the losses. I remember specific losses, and. I like these dudes. I can't be around these dudes, man. They don't care, man. They don't care like I care. And I remember, man, when, and the main one, not even, that's the draft coming up. When we drafted Aaron, was that Aaron Maven? Over, yeah. And then what's the name for the Packers? Clay Matthews? Yeah, still Clay there. Matthews, uh, Brian Arakpo. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I almost walked home. We was over Jared's house. I almost walked home. I was so mad. But y'all was over there. They was playing poker and stuff. It was at the draft. I yep. was livid. I was livid. And I was like, how these dudes don't – how they going to play poker with – just be, you know, he made fried Oreos and stuff. I'm like, how you eat these fried Oreos and we lost, man? I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I know I'm rambling. I, I apologize, y'all, but this is the way I cope. But anyway, I just – I it's, it's – disappointing that you feel they don't care as much as you do and and all the money people spend and traveling and all this money and shoveling the stadium I mean they was out there for hours doing back breaking work for the love of this team and that's why I love Bill Mafia did you see uh Kelsey brother out there tailgate yeah. with Bill Mafia I thought <laughs> yeah. that was awesome that was awesome he drank the bowling ball. I was like, yeah, I remember when I did it the first time. You was like, no, no way I could do that. Y'all thought I was crazy. <laughs> I um I, I I think that he really kind of took a step up in my uh in my eyes. Yeah. I love that guy. Even if you cheering for his brother, I don't care. I think it offsets the fact that they kept showing Britney Spears, but uh, not Britney Spears. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> not Britney Spears. Taylor Swift. I'm I'm so sorry. I'm that was awesome. Oh my um, god, did I enjoy that one? It uh, <laughs> Britney Spears. Um, Taylor Swift. It offsets uh, them showing them all the time and the fact that he had his shirt off and he chugging beers and taking selfies he's endearing himself to build my and it's kind of like that kind of guy is like he's like yeah we're enemies i want to win i want to win for my brother but man i respect the hell out of y'all fan base and they party man and i think that's great and you said your buddy uh was sitting next to fitz right um, the husband of, uh, one of my, one of my old friends from Rochester. Yeah. Uh, had the seat next to Fitz and, oh, that guy's such a legend, huh? Is I... he, is he not the best? What'd you do? Dude, what, yeah, what are you doing? You unplugging I'm, yourself again? I unplug myself cause I'm getting hyped. When you know when I'm talking about Fitz, I get hype. I apologize. Can you, you can hear me okay? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Man, I would go to a game just to meet Fizz. Yeah. I would oh go God, to if, yes. you, if you said, Newt, you could go to the game, Fizz going to be there, and you're going to be sitting in this section, I would go just for that. I wouldn't even care about the game. I don't even care about the game. We could be playing the daggum, I don't know, who's – we could be playing – who stinks? Who's like somebody who you don't want to go see? How about Carolina? The Carol, it could be the Carolina Panthers. If you said Newt, Fitz gonna be at the Carolina game. Come on, and yeah, you get to sit in this section. I, I will go. I love that guy, man. <laughs> <laughs> this dude could be up. He's like our uh, Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. Yeah, Kurt Warner. He had groceries, played arena football league. I played against him back in '97. I mean, you did. Yeah. Yeah, I played against Kurt Warner. But, um, I mean, I wasn't good, but we played them uh, 
the Iowa Barnstormers. I played with the New Jersey Red Dogs in 97, and we played them the first game. And how did that go? I was only there a couple weeks. I mean, Kurt Warner wasn't Kurt – like, you didn't really think much of it. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, he was a guy who, okay, went to – I think he went to Northern Iowa. Um, He was a guy, and it's like, okay, like some guys had names. And so he's a guy from a mid-major school, whatever. Um, He did well, but it wasn't nothing like, oh, my – like, you know, I think – you get in situation. He was good, but he got in a great situation playing in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but that's how I look. You know, at, at like fits. You know what I'm saying? Like he's a guy like so. And so I uh, when I went to the Pro Bowl in '99, he was a Pro Bowl or whatever. I mean, we sat and talked. I like, yeah, I played against you nice and we. And he sat and talked to me and everybody looking and stuff. And I'm just like, like he could have just blew me off. You know what I'm saying? But he didn't. And it's kind of nobody like, blows you off. Everybody well, wants to talk to you because you're magnetic, and it makes me angry. Well, I don't know about <laughs> that. I I could get blown off. You know, people don't have time for everybody. So. Uh, that's um, true. But yeah, I just feel like he's he's like Fitz. Like I've never met Fitz before. What I see, just salt the earth. I'll talk to you. You know, I, I'm a regular guy. I mean, I sit amongst the people. You know, I I appreciate like he appreciates where he came from, and everybody don't. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 it's hard, you know. And once again, Fitz is not like LeBron. Like I've been around LeBron, and when I say been around. I've been places where LeBron was, right? He took he took the picture of Simone and uh, Bronny, right? Yeah. He is as down to earth as he possibly can be. But last week at a game, this dude just ran up to him. It's like you seeing Jesus. And I get it. <laughs> when, when he comes in, the air comes out the arena. When he walks, well, the gym. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. The air just comes out the gym. It's like. It's Explain like what you mean by that. Okay, so you remember, well, you remember, you know, Simone got, we were at Peace Jam, right? And so mm-hmm. Bronny was playing in the game. So I knew, I didn't know LeBron was going to be there, but I knew if he would, he would be at this game. So we go to the game, we sit right behind Bronny's bench, right? Not too many people in the gym at all, mm-hmm. right? And so here comes Savannah, his wife, here comes uh, the younger, the other kids, and here comes the mom. And I'm like, man, Bronny's going to be here. And they sitting right next to us. Simone is talking to LeBron's mom, mm-hmm. right? Because she was like, you know, she's just looking at Bronny. She loves Bronny, right? Which most teenage girls probably do. Mm-hmm. And so she thought of him. And then LeBron's mom was like, yeah, baby, you know, don't worry about it. You know, I'm, you know, you can meet him, whatever. It's like, oh, okay. And then next thing you know, man, you heard it. Like the gym swell up. I mean, I, don't, I can't describe it. It's like a swelling, like a tidal wave. Come. I mean, I don't know. But you could just feel the early the gym, and here comes LeBron. Like you could tell something's about to happen. Oh wow! You, you know what I'm saying? And so here comes LeBron with his, you know, I ain't gonna say entourage, but with his, you know, obviously he can't go nowhere. So he got big Samoan dudes with him, security, uh, his people, the Nike people, because it was right before Space Jam Two came out. I remember. Oh, okay. Because, you know, the term entourage, it, it has a, kind of a negative connotation negative sometimes. Connotation. Right. But, but I know what you mean because he actually has an entourage right. because he's going to be with, you know, his security. <laughs> the dude's got to have security. Got to have it. Got to have it. And so, yeah. And I agree with you. No, I, I agree with you. It does have a negative connotation because I, and I really admit on this show, I was part of Joe's entourage. Because everywhere we went, it was about 10 of us, you know, and it was his friends. You know what I'm saying? So he's Mm -hmm. never really by himself. But that's just how Joe was. Joe Joe wasn't a person. He wasn't big enough where he had to have 10 people with him. He could go places and people don't know him. Everybody look Uh. at him. He looks the part. He got a nice car, nice chain. Oh, do he play football? But with LeBron, he has to have those things, Mm -hmm. right? So they come in. They they make sure it's a place for him and everybody to sit, and he's like sitting right next to us. He's sitting right next to us, his mom and everything. 
And yeah. so I'm just, I'm just, you know, everybody, nobody's watching the game at this point. What is everybody doing? They're on their phones like, oh, shit, LeBron's in the building. And then next thing you know, they had to get security to call because everybody's trying to run into this gym. Because like, it's like a, a gym that have like eight different courts. So everybody trying to come in. Everybody oh, shit, LeBron's to, in there. Right. Everybody trying to migrate to our section. And so it felt good that we was already there. So it felt like, oh, well, he's sitting next to us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's just like I knew the, you know, you know, you got to know how to move to position yourself. That's how, you know, I get those pictures and all that stuff. Well, so, my favorite part of the whole thing is that you could have made it come together for Simone, but you're like, no, you got to learn how to do this yourself. Yes. And what ended up happening? Well, she got her picture taken with Bronny and who took the picture? LeBron James. And I took that picture. Yeah. So that's that picture is better than the picture of actually with Bronny. The fact that I know. he grabbed her phone and took the picture. But yeah, I mean, I don't know how we got on LeBron in this, but and I apologize. I know we need to be talking about the game. This is the last game of the year. We have plenty of time to tell these old stories. Um I don't even know how we got here. How did we get to LeBron? Oh man, I have to superstars. We were talking about superstars. Yes. We were talking about fits. We were talking about fits, and he's a regular guy. So LeBron is as normal as a superstar could be. Much different than Michael Jordan, who I've been around Michael Jordan. Much different. Uh, I'll say that. I'm not gonna dog people because he can if he hears this, he can ruin my life by And he seems call. like the kind of guy who would do that. <laughs> who, who might do that? So I'm not gonna say that, but I'm gonna tell you this LeBron James cares. And for him to be who he is and to actually care that, yeah, that's big, man. Because you can see the difference. You can see the difference. So. It's interesting because somebody like LeBron James, who has been famous since he was a child. How does that person turn out normal? How is that possible? Like, what, what is normal to you and I? is not normal to these people, but to these people, it is normal. There is a a comedian that was talking about, and I, I'm picturing him, but I'm forgetting his name. He used to be, he's a stand-up comedian that used to be a writer for SNL. Anyway, he was telling a story about hosting people, or when, when the host of SNL would show up to the show and people like, so what are the celebrities like? He's like, they're weird. They're weird people because you have to understand they haven't had normal lives. So we had Mick Jagger on and Mick Jagger would just like, it'd be like diet Coke. And then like one would show up in his hand. It it was just like somebody out of nowhere would put it there. And the first thing they do as writers is they start pitching things to him like well what do you think of this what do you think of that maybe we could go this direction and he would just sit there and be like no not funny he's like (laughs) which you know is pretty harsh when you're a comedy writer and somebody's just telling you you're not funny and uh he's like but maybe maybe for Mick Jagger maybe that's very normal (laughs) maybe you have been pampered and received people's adulation and respect and special treatment has come to you every step of your life since you were 20 years old and it's been happening for 60 years now 70 years you're not going to be a normal human being at that point right so how so how does lebron end up doing it now you were going to say especially what especially somebody like this polarizer like lebron right because people love him but a lot of people hate him so everywhere you go, you're not Jordan. They like people talking trash. LeBron looking like, dang, bro, like, you know, like why you treat me like this? So I would imagine him being in the lead 20 years, how he's not jaded. Because a lot of people, what rich people always say, and I've never talked about this before, rich people always say money doesn't change you. It changes the people around you. Uh... And I see that. I see that even with Joe. Joe never changed. But everybody around him changed. Hmm. You you see what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. everybody's going to treat you nicely because you could do something for them. And he, let's just take yeah. rich people out because I know everybody don't know athletes. But yeah, the CEO of a company, everybody's going to kiss your ass because he's a decision maker. He's a decision right. maker. 
So everybody's gonna everybody in that building is gonna cater to him. So I get it, but he I, never changed. It's just his environment changed because the people around him changed. I saw that with my father. See, he was CEO of a company, president of a company, I should say, and a uh, small company. There was typically under 20 people in the company. But, ooh, the way people talked about him. And I was always like, this is just my dad. <laughs> Why are you treating him like this? I'm like, I, I know what an idiot like he and I act like when we're alone together. Like, you know, right. this, this is the dude that like we make fart jokes together. You know? <laughs> oh man. Anyway, so, Fitz. Yeah, I know. I, I, I can I, see Fitz making fart jokes. Yeah, I can see it too. He is hilarious. I love his commercials. Yeah. I love the commercials. I, he's so perfect and he's so smart, man. And it's, I, I like when I see people like him, I'm just it just makes me happy, you know. Like I said, the Kelsey yeah. brother, man, him out just hanging out, just living like that that makes me happy. So I don't know. I guess that's that's the lining of a cloud, you know, stormy cloud, I guess. So Well, I uh I feel like I feel like there's a lot to talk about this off season, but I, I think the only thing I want to do right now is warn people that it's not time to throw the baby out with the bathwater because the Bills ended up with a bad result in this game. And, and once again, we're going to come at you every other week now the season's over, and we're going to talk about this season in depth. Um, just a quick hitter. What do you think about this season? Do you... Do you think it was a good season, average season? Are you overall happy, or how, how do you feel just overall to wrap it up? Um, I I feel like this season was a wild ride. Just yes. you know, I want to start there. It was a wild ride, and right. I think that being the number two seed in the AFC means that the season went well. It could have gone better. It could have also gone worse. And yeah. I, I don't like that the Bills lost in in the divisional round, but they were playing a an opponent that was very equal to them, and the Bills were playing shorthanded. So I'm I am not mad at anybody over the results of this year. I. And, it's funny you asked me that question, and I hadn't thought about it ahead of time. I and know, I guess I'm kind of going through the <laughs> thinking process. I, I'm like thinking out loud here. I guess I would say that this season was successful, and I I know that the goal is a Super Bowl, but only one team wins a Super Bowl. Only one out of right. thirty-two does it, and frankly, the Bills did a lot with what they had. And the Bills aren't as good as the Ravens right now. So they were not going to get past the Ravens anyway. Huh, okay. And it's not and because pre- someone is deficient. Right. It's just some one team is going to be better than the other, and it's not because McDermott screwed it up or Allen screwed it up or Diggs sucks and Tyler Bass needs to be cut and all the rest of it. Um these are things that contribute, but they're not individually the reasons why the Bills did not win the Super Bowl this year. And I apologize because I put you on the spot, and I just and I hate to be put on the spot. I don't mind. <laughs> That's the majority. Our entire podcast is predicated on me putting you on the spot. I know, and I hate it. I hate it. But <laughs> I figured if you bobble it, you could just edit it out in the production. So I really brought that up so I could talk about how I feel before we go. Well, I'm glad. So, I I feel like I would have been mad if we would have lost to Pittsburgh. Yes. We knew going into this game, it was 50-50. Even with our picks, you said we'd lose, I said we'd win. It was 50-50. Mm-hmm. So, the fact that we won the AFC East again and being a two-seed, that's all positive. Because if I told you that before, we're going to keep talking about this. If I would have said that back in July and August, right, we would have took that every time. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we went through a lot of injuries, and I know that's not an excuse, but I feel like with Josh Allen, where where who he is, we need more things to go right. Mm-hmm. And I think you saw that last night. 
like I said, I feel like he played okay. I mean, I'm not going to bash him and be like, oh, it's his fault or whatever. I don't think he played great, but I don't, once again, I don't think that that was his fault. I think that was the game plan. I think right? so. I think that's the game plan. That's why if you listen to me, Dermot, Dermot's like, well, you know, we didn't do well in the two phases of the game. He said the defense and special teams. And when he talk about special teams, he's talking about specifically the kick, right? Well, it wasn't and just it, that. The coverage was bad, too. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, but he feels like offensively they did what they set out to do. They met their goals, you know? Mm-hmm. That is not going to be good enough no. to be to beat Mahomes, you know? And a lot of people didn't like the fake punt, right? For instance, I thought you had to. And it was 10 people on the field. That's the call. They saw something like we can get off. It's weird because if we were on the 30-yard line or 30, right? And but you also kinda, had an injured punter that could barely get the ball 30 yards downfield. Exactly. Right? So I don't have a problem with it. And when I say I that, I get, it. I get it. But when you make a call like that, you got to take it with the good with the bad. And with the way that game going, you needed every advantage you could. They had two people to field, go for it. Why not? Mm-hmm. Just then, yep. just didn't work out well. I, I was cool with it. I was, I was, I would say I was more shocked than upset. Like I'm like with McDermott, McDermott going for a fake punt. You I know, I loved it. He's so, he's so conservative, so I was really shocked. But I'm like, okay, that made me feel good that my coach is trying to do everything he can to win the game. I'm cool with. It. I'm cool I, with it. I was shocked, just like you were. I, I, yeah, I didn't have a problem with it. Ten men on the field and a punter who's hurting. Now, maybe I might have done a different call. Maybe I would have had somebody other than, um, uh, other than uh, what's his name running with the ball. How am I blanking on this now? How you go? How you gonna forget? The guys is gonna get come back. Demar Hamlin, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Demar Hamlin, yes. That was, I mean, that was a weird, you know, having him in there. But I mean, that's cool. You know, he's the up back, so I guess that's what I guess that's what you have to do in that situation, right? You know, so I mean, I'm okay with the season. I'm really looking forward to the draft now. You know, and what we do, because I feel like it's going to be some changes. There, and when I there are going to be changes. I'm the not Bills... saying head coach, but it's going to be some. It's got to be because it's got to be whole. It's got to be changes because of the salary cap. The Bills are you currently know? forty million dollars over the salary cap and have ten draft picks. Mm. There's going to be changes. Yeah, it's going to be changes. So I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully, we get better. You know, once and once again, we're going to get all this in depth the next couple of months. But Micah Hyde, Jordan, uh, Jordan Poirier, mm-hmm. all right? What are we going to do with uh, Stefan Diggs, right? Somebody Nothing. like A.J. Epinesa, he's 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 up for a new contract. Daquan Jones. So I'm going to be eager. Like, I enjoy the building of the team. Mm-hmm. You know, what are we going to do? They said today we're going to be the number uh, the number 28 pick in the draft. Yep. And Joe Lof- uh, LaForia for the NFL Network, I think. He he uh said that we're gonna get Newton from Illinois, a D tackle. And I'm like, that would be cold if a you know got a Newton. I could get his jersey, get jer- Jalen his jersey with his last name and his number. That'd be That'd cool. Be amazing. But I'm like, but if we draw the D tackle, I think I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> but if they don't have Daquan but if they lose Daquan Jones, you need a defensive tackle. Oh my god. I, no, we need a receiver. Well, you need that too. You, do, you definitely need somebody who can get downfield. Um, get let, let me ask you this question it, um, okay. regarding the receiver position: Khalil Shakir. He's looked great the past he few has. games. He has. Do you go into next season assuming he is the number two? That's a great question. Um, we forgot about Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis is going to be a free agent. He said it. He's like, he's going to test free agency. He and, but he hopes to be a, a Buffalo Bill. Mm-hmm. Right? I say we lowball him and draft the number two and keep Shakir at the three, at the slot. Well. Can you get a legit number two receiver in this draft? I think you can. Man. So, so it'll be a rookie receiver at the two, Shakir at the uh, slot, and then Stephon Diggs. 
Because like you keep telling me every week, we can't do nothing with him. If it was up to me, we'd get rid of him. Trade him. With, I don't want to give him away, but if somebody gives me something for him, I would do it. Okay. Especially well, if you're not going to use him. If he's going to have two catches for 20 yards, then yeah, get rid of that contract. Mm-hmm. So, there's people saying that we might go out to Tennessee's uh, running back. Mama's about to say Eddie George. Uh, Henry. Yeah. No, you don't want him on a one-year contract? You have to spend too much money on veterans. I will take take Ty Johnson every day. Really? Yeah. Okay. So you cool with going in with James Cook and Ty Johnson? Yeah, I am. Yeah. All right. And then third running back, it doesn't matter. The third running back, you know, some big guy um, that's that can block. I mean, yeah. Okay. And once again, we'll talk about all this, y'all. So. Yeah, that's just it. We're. Uh, I, I'm just really what I was doing is just setting a, a tease for future conversations. Yes, we're just spitballing at this point. See what sticks. <laughs> well, great season. Year great number season. three. Year number three. Love doing this with you, big man. Hey, and it helps that we're actually competitive, man, because if we were in the drought days, it'd be it'd be hard. It'd be like pulling teeth. They'd have to pay me a lot more to talk about the bills during the drought. There wouldn't be a thing to talk about. Another season. Good job, man. Good job to you. Hey, thank you everybody who uh listened the entire season who's been with us and really for three seasons going now. It's great having you. Thank you. And appreciate us once again, reaching out on Twitter. We love the dialogue. We love talking, uh, Bill's news and we'll come at you every other week in the off season. So, Hey, Hey, hey let's go Buffalo.